Hello, my name is Taina Evans, and we're here with the Our Streets, Our Story Project at Quincy Street Residence, and I'm here with... Cassie. Skipper. Clark. So, Cassie, Skipper Clark, can you please um, share with us your Brooklyn narrative or a story you want to tell about Bed-Stuy? Oh, yes, I came up in Bed-Stuy. I used to live in the Greenpoint Projects, Cooper Projects. Um, it was kind of rough over there, so I didn't do anything in there. I used to go to the school I went to was a Catholic school, and when I came out of there, there was nothing else to do but to take care of my sisters and brothers. And it was like seven of us, and it was just my mother. And some of the girls caught me playing and running around the park, so they took me to a track team, and that was called the Adams Track Club. And that was by Fred Thompson. And when I went to there, I had nothing. Didn't have car fare to go to practice. The girls were there, they helped me out with the car fare. Sometimes I ran all the way from here to um, the Bedford Y, from Greenpoint to Bedford Y, and that's a long run, because I had no money, but I wanted to run. And that's how I got there. And then the girls, they gave me money to come back on the train. And with doing that, it taught me to have self-esteem for myself, have respect for myself, and respect for others, and to get along with everybody. And everybody has a problem. You know, some don't have no father, but you don't use all that stuff as an excuse to do wrong. You use it to build your strength. Even though I didn't have, when I have now, I appreciate every little thing I get. I don't take it for granted because it's just like stepping over people. When they give you something, you're just taking, taking, taking. But you're not taking it for the right reasons. You're taking it because you can. But when you don't have, you don't have for a long time. When you do get it, you appreciate it. So that's what I did with that. And Freddie taught me a lot. And the part where I mean a lot, he showed me that it's not about giving back with money. All of us don't have money to give back. I do a lot of work now as volunteer. Because when you do things from your heart, there's no money. There's no pocket in your heart to put change in or take change out. There's no hands there. So if it's from your heart, you do it and you walk away from it. You don't do it and say, well, I did this and I did that. Then you're not doing it from the heart. And you don't do it for a give back. See, lots of people, when they do it, they put money in in a program or something, they're looking to take things off their taxes. Okay. That's not getting from the heart. It's, they give, they don't even know who they're giving to. When I come here with these seniors here, oh, I love them to death. They are all up in age, and they teach you to work with them. I work with, um, what do you call these, first ed kids, special ed kids. Mm-hmm. They teach you to love. They teach you patience, okay? Just because you didn't have it at home, make your own family up, okay? People say, well, my mother do this and my, listen, I thank God for my mother who gave me birth, air to live. But she didn't take care of me. Every mother's not a mother, all right? You can raise, like they say, it takes a, uh, what do you call it? It takes a village to raise you, and it does. Because I was raised from everybody outside. And I, I didn't turn out bad. I'm still doing good because everybody has different values, and everybody got a story to tell. Everybody went through changes. And it's really a testimony. Okay, because what they're saying, they're saying what came from them. And I used to laugh at that because 
my great-grandmother, she was old, and she was always telling stories. And I said, all old people tell stories all the time. Why all people got to tell stories all the time? You sit down, come here, child, let me tell you about this. Come here, child. You know, when I was growing up, this and that happened. Then now I'm older, and I tell so many stories. <laughs> now I realize they're only telling what they did through life, okay? And it wasn't really easy for a lot of us, okay? So the, the thing is, is when you reach out, sometimes you can only save one person. You did your job. You actually did your job, but it's not easy, all right? And when you leave from one place to another, leave within a good heart. Even though you had a disagreement with somebody, when you leave, leave with peace in your heart. Because if you don't, you don't know whether that person died a day or tomorrow. And then what was it, the last thing you said to her? It wasn't nice. And then you think about that, you know, because I had two people in here that I was teaching, and I felt so bad because they passed. I never had anybody pass in the class. And I remember I used to lift up her leg, help her move over here, move the elbows and arms like that. And she came, I got her into singing and stuff like that. So that was feeling good. It made the person feel important of themselves, you know. What were you teaching with her? Um, I was giving her exercise, you know, and then seeing that she needed more, so we started singing. So I didn't even know that she was a instructor, a, um, a, you know, you know, somebody who teaches singing like that. So I didn't even know that. So you be with talking to, with different people, and you don't even know where they come from or what they're doing or how they do it. You know what I mean? So I didn't even know that she was a teacher that was an instructor of teaching music. So I got her into doing that so that she can exercise all the time. To do the exercise, just couldn't wait so she can do the music. So I had her, you know, both ends, and it felt good. And then when they said she passed, I felt so devastated, you know. And it's really a sad thing. But, you know, it happens, but to me now, and I lost my son. That's been there, and that always bothers me. Um, I was so bad that I was, like, suicidal when I lost my son. But as I go on now, I don't cry like I did. After I finish telling the story, by the time I go home, I'm going to cry about it, but not right now. I saw a story, and they was teaching this man passed away, his daughter passed away, and what happened was he didn't have to tell his family what to do because he couldn't even help himself because he was in depression too, you know. Mm -hmm. So everybody grieves different. So the pastor told him that what you need to do is start looking in joy for all the time that you had with them. Stop saying, well, I'm not going to this graduation, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Think of all the funny times you did with the, with the person that was with. So I started thinking like that with my son. Sometimes it's like he just died, and that time is hard. I'm telling you, it's no joke, because it's like, you know when you get a cut, a real cut, it heals up, but you still got the wound there, and the scar never goes away, but the wound it's like it's healing, but it don't go away. So that means you can deal with it a little bit more. And when I can tell to somebody else, it's easy. You never believe that your son died. You always say, oh, somebody else's son, oh, your, the last thing is to do is have your son die or somebody, your child die. You know, that's the worst thing to happen. Or I heard it, I was running around like a little daisy girl, didn't realize it happened to me, you know? And he died of aneurysm in his sleep, so I thank God for that, and I thank God that he wasn't in that 9-11 because he worked in that building. 
So I thank God that I saw my son. I didn't have to go pick pieces up to find my son. So that part was good, you know. But he was a bowler with me. We ran track. Um, he played basketball with me, you know. Um, I tried to get him to do tap dance, but he said that was too, too fairy-like. So he didn't do the tap dance with me, you know. And, and I do acting because I'm with CCC, and I'm in the, um, the drama class that we have over there, the ministry in that. And just going from different senior games to different senior games to compete. I don't have to go to the World Games anymore because I've been to Africa, Australia, Italy, you know, all those places in the, um, what would you call it? It's the World's Games, the World's Track and Field Games. That's what I, I used to do. And I have done it so much, so I don't really have to do it. But now I do the senior games where I still compete. And just so far this year, I won four gold medals. So I'm still hanging in there, you know. But the other part is that, see, if I'm this age, other people that are around my age or even younger, that gives them hope that they can still do something. They can work on something. Because just because we get older, that doesn't mean that we can't do anything anymore. So I like to give back by helping others and making them feel good. Sometimes I may be down, but when you're helping somebody, you don't think about your problems. You don't, you, you know, you're really lift up, you know? And working with kids, that's another thing. I know how it is not to have nothing. So you don't, in school, to, out of 10 kids, there's nine of them in foster care, in shelters, living in shelters, don't have no parents, living with their grandmothers, some people just living there just to get money off them. It's a bad thing, you know. So if you can talk with them and be around them and just tell the kid that you, you're proud of them. They look good. They'll do good. You know what I mean? So it's just like lifting your heart up from one place to another. I'm all over the place. Okay, I'm all over the place. And, like, it was hard for me to move to Queens because, like, in the morning, even though I was going to work at some times, I'm retired now. In the morning, I used to get up to go to Wingate, right over there, and I have an exercise group, all ages, from 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock in the morning. I worked out with them. I didn't charge them nothing, nothing. Then one day out of the week, I would get my other line dance teacher would come with me, Roselle. She would come with me, and we would teach them line dancing in that morning from 6 to 7. We didn't charge them anything just to get them get the exercise in, feel good about themselves like that, and don't think about losing weight. Because you think about losing weight, you're going to die this time, and you don't lose it. Then you wind up losing, it comes all back. But if you have fun doing it, I had like little relays with them, and all the ones I told them, all the walkers get here and have the runners behind. Believe me, when you put the walkers in the relay, they do not walk. They start running, <laughs> okay? They pretend all this time they can't walk, they're running. So it's really, really funny, you know? But I enjoy it, and you know, and they come back, and you take time with them, okay? And it's 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 like a um. It's like I'm rich. It's like I have a lot. I have a lot of money now. A lot of money is giving my heart and myself to them, mm -hmm. and like it's always saying, like you have a gift. Mm -hmm. Don't die with your gift. You're supposed to pass your gift on, mm -hmm. and show your gift. And I know I have oh, a lot of them, and I like all of them, because I'm a pentathlon a runner as well, you know. So I enjoy all of that. And so now when I go to track meets and I run, I come back, and I gave some of my medals to them, and they are so overwhelmed. I give them like the, give them the what do you call it, the round of chairs, and when you go around the chairs, or, yeah, when you go around the musical chairs. I have them go around the musical chairs, and whoever wins, I give them a medal. 
or they do outside, I give them a mail, and they feel so energized, they feel happy, you know, and then when I give them one, I say, this is because you inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. So I give them, I work hard to get the mail, and I give it to them for them giving me, lifting me up, you know, because we all need to be lifted up at times, and we all gotta worry about people, not color. Somebody come to me, it was funny, I was at a track meet out in Texas, and this guy came to me and he says, um, I was ordering, and I have problems sometimes. I always got to walk on my ID. Mm -hmm. They said, you're not in that age category. Um, you need to show ID. So the other guy says, oh, black people, they age really good. You know, they don't look old. I said, wait a minute. I ain't black. They all turned around looking and said, what are you? I said, all American. <laughs> I ain't black. Okay? So he went on the bus. And I was on the bus, and he knew I was on the bus. And he said, you know, this lady was on there at registration, and she said that she wasn't black. And I looked at her. I thought she was black. She looked black to me, but now you got them thinking. Mm -hmm. he says, she said she wasn't black. They said, well, what was she? She said, I stood up and said, all American. And everybody kept quiet, you know? <laughs> but it was funny, okay? I said, no, I don't go with color. Mm -hmm. I know the problems that we had. That happened back then. We got to just take people as people, because everybody do different things, right, bad, or indifferent. You know, if we can do things together where we can love one another, because everybody has a story to tell. God only knows what the story is, okay? And everything happens for a reason. God put people together for a reason, and you go out for another reason. So it's just like, like you're saying, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, you're a millionaire in your heart. It's not money. M having lots of money and having lots of riches comes in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel with it, to work with different kids, work with different people. And don't get me wrong, I, I didn't have it easy. I didn't have it easy coming up. But like they say, well, I didn't have no father and this and that. But not having a father, just having a mother, it's supposed to make you stronger. Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on it and say, well, just because I didn't have a father, I couldn't do this. Hey, it wasn't meant for you to do that. It was meant for you to do this and get this done. So all my things that I have is hard. I make it a stepping stone to do better. So um, so it all started from when you were at the Y. How old were you when you um, started at the Y to now where you're running around the world? Well, I started, well, really started like 13. I was in, I was in high, in, in, um, 14, something like that, in high school. When I started with Fred Thompson, mm -hmm. I couldn't even, I couldn't even do my, um, couldn't even go to my graduation. My mother didn't have the money for me to go. I didn't pay this. So what he used to do, he used to get his jobs in the summer for us to get, you know, to get some kind of money. And my mother used to take all my money, so I still didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. So this year we had to go away to a track meet. And so what Freddie used to do, he used to have somebody be each person's God, godmother, a fairy godmother, and I had one, so when I was able to go away, she used to pay my things, you know, to go on the trips, but I never saw her. So from looking at that, that's how I like to give back, just doing it and walk away from it, you know, because it's not an easy thing to see. I was in high school with no money. Now, you know, in high school with no money, and every, all I had was 10 cents. At that time, we only had 10 cents, 5 cents going and 5 cents coming back on the bus. So I used to save that and then walk to school. I used to go to Eastern District, okay? I had to walk to school, and then I had money to take the bus to come back. 
-hmm. you know? So it really wasn't easy, but I didn't use that to keep me down. I used that to make me get better mm -hmm. because my mother wasn't even there for me. So that's why I said, and how I got into college, I ran track. I ran for the, the women's Colgate games, got me into college. That's how I went to college. Other than that, I wouldn't have gone to college. Which um, college? On down, it's not the same anymore. Downtown Brooklyn on J Street, no. New York City College. Mm -hmm. They changed the name now. I don't know what it is. But that's the one I went to, you know, because I couldn't afford to go away. But I ran track through the women's Colgate games that allowed me to go to college. You know, because after you win, they, 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 they used to give you money, and they still do do it. You know, so that's how I was able to go to college. So things like that, it, it really wasn't easy for me, mm -hmm. but I look at all of that as stepping stones and look at how far I got now. But um, other one says, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you have and go with that. And always reach out for other people. A bum on the street, oh, I like him. Oh, lady, you look so pretty. I said, oh, thank you. Now, a bum told me I look cute. Now, you go, girl, okay? Even a bum recognized me, okay? So if he says something, he wants something, God wants something, I give him the food. I'll give him the food, okay? It doesn't hurt because who knows, if I go down the next side of the block, somebody bothers me, and he come running to help me out. Mm -hmm. So you never know. Mm -hmm. So always say a kind word to anybody mm -hmm. and then just keep on stepping, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. but, but a lot of things, like working with kids, working with adults, working with myself, and knowing that I'm still doing basketball, still running track, still bowling, still doing tap dancing, still doing line dancing, still acting, oh, I love that. I'm still doing piano, I played piano before. I used to play by ear and my mother, they couldn't afford me to go to music school, and I didn't have it in school. I did the choir in school, so now I'm retired. I go and I learn music where I can read the notes. Mm -hmm. So when I retired, I'm not retarded, I'm retired, so now I go and do what I like to do for me. Mm -hmm. you know. But in the same difference, I do volunteer to help others, and that means a lot more than anybody, because it's not all about money. You know, you have money, but you, it's money in a different way. So my money is giving back for what I know from my heart. It's, it's a lot like that. That's how I feel with it. And what age category do you compete in? I compete in now. Yeah. Oh, you want to know <laughs> I compete in up to 65 to 69. Because mm -hmm. everybody says, oh, that 70 is knocking on my door. I'll be 70 years old next year. Okay, so I'm, I'm just blessed that I don't have any illness, thank God for that. Only thing I have is if I get upset, my, say my um, pressure might go up a little bit, but I keep that down. I, you know, somebody say, you look ugly. I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I know what I look like. I said, thank you, <laughs> you notice. <laughs> That's all, you, you can't get yourself down. Like this other lady, she's 100 something, she says, all you do, don't stress, try to get away from that stress, and eat, and rest. That's all. That's all you can do right now. But it's the, the best thing to do is to stay active. And the only way to do that, you got to go around and do things. Because I'm not a, one that sits on the TV and watch TV, get up. I'm at, I'm out of my house like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not working. Okay? But it, it, it means a lot. And then I know some people that I, I need, they're looking for me to come. So I do come. And even when there's holidays, I don't take off. I just come. And then I teach other people behind me 
that they, the class is never no class. Because mm -hmm. when I'm not there, the class itself can teach. Mm -hmm. I teach everybody in that class to teach. They, and they may not be the way I teach, but at least they can get something done. And that's the one I do 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then, like, summertime come now, they bring their kids with them. <coughs> and you primarily? At Wingate. Oh, Wingate. Mm -hmm. That's at Wingate. And the other one is at Boys and Girls High. <coughs> and now I'm at Will Wilkinson over there. That's the park in Queens. I, I play basketball. I get practice over there. But I love my basketball up in Holland. I love the basketball. We're not too old to play basketball. I don't care what nobody says. But there's not too many of us. Okay, so I, I, I love my basketball. And, and it's good to go around with different groups of people. And I love it. Is your siblings around? Are they as active as you? Say it again? Your siblings. So there's seven of you? Oh, in my family? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, about, it was seven. But I was the oldest. That's the worst part. I had to take care of all of them. So now I'm taking care of me. <laughs> taking care of me. You know, and it, it, it wasn't easy because it was seven of us and it was six, seven different fathers. Okay. So somebody said, well, I ain't have, listen, I ain't had that father, but I went and found me a father. Mm -hmm. I was with my father, my, my adopted father for 40, 40 years. 40 years I was with him, okay? And we did daughter-father daughter dances. We won competition. You know, we, we went out different, doing different things, and he came to my ball, and he did the dancing. He did my, I danced with him. He did, he did photographing my pictures and stuff like that. So he was there. I found him. Matter of fact, God sent us together. That's how I put that That you know. And then I had my Aunt Sarah, which she's amazing. I bring her here. Everybody knows her. Um, I found her, okay, and I didn't even know that she was on intravenous, whatever you call that, the oxygen tank, and I called up one day because we do, and we're in CCC, mm -hmm. and we do um, drama together, all right, acting. So this time, our class was over, and I just called her up. I had her in my mind, and I called her, and I said, what are you doing Monday? She said, oh, nothing. I said, I'm coming to get you. So she was excited. I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, I just said, I'm coming to get you. So I came to get her to take her to my exercise place. And so she's been coming. She's not here now because she's not feeling well. Mm -hmm. But she's been coming, and she does the exercise class with the group. Then she also, she do the line dance. I even t teach line dance in the chair. So it's no such thing you can't do it. I do exercise standing up and in the chair. So there's no way that you can't do it. If you have a bad back, bad leg, bad this, no problem. I will compromise for you. I will make a way that you do the same exercise, but just a little different. So it was really amazed with my aunt because she shows, I bring her, she shows other people, even though you have an illness, doesn't stop you from living, okay? And another thing is like, you may have pain. Pain does not last, but glory does. But nobody knows your story, okay? That's the whole thing, what I find in there. And to believe in what you're doing, it takes a real tragedy sometimes for you to realize that you got to have faith and believe in God in order to get by. Because lots of things you can't do by yourself. You know, and they say pray on it, but you just can't pray at the moment. You got to keep praying because it does help. And as long as you help somebody else, it all come back to you. So that's why I get paid.
that's my kind of money is by giving and giving back. Sometimes a person up the street, you may not have a nickel or a dime that you need a nickel more and they give you that nickel. You just got paid. See, you get paid in so many other kind of ways. It's not all about money. It's just how you treat yourself and your character means a whole lot. It does. So with me, I feel I'm blessed to be the age I am. I don't have no illness like people do. I can still get around. And I thank God for waking me up on this side of the earth and not underneath. Okay? So that's another blessing. So it's it's really hard. And they say, well, it's bad coming out of bed side. That's not true. That's not true. And you, and you can't stop, to me, if you get one child to do right, you did a lot. Because you can't save them all. You can't save them all. You know, you may try, but you can't save them all. And the thing is that I don't say any child is bad because you don't know their story. A lot of kids got a lot of stories that you don't even want to hear. Because I have a lot that I, I'll tell you, tell you one good one. With one of the fathers that I didn't know, he beat me and said I wasn't his daughter. How do I know? I was seven years old, and I'll never forget. And they tell you what you do with these kids when they're young, they, they carry it with them. He beat me and took my clothes off and threw me in a hot tub of water and said I wasn't his child. When I got older, realized I wasn't his child. But my mother stood there and let him do it to me. Okay? But I did not take that to keep me down. And when I saw him years later, before he passed, he came back to me to apologize. I said, okay, all you could do is just be my father now. All right? I forgave you after you did it. You know, you got to forgive and let it go, but you don't forget the pain. You, you let that go by forgiving that person, but you don't forget the pain, okay? And you got to walk away from it. So that's what I did to him. And at the end, he turned around, he needed my help. I helped him. Because what he did, he already did it. Why am I going to keep dwelling on it? And, you know, like, you be mad at sometimes at something, and you be mad so long you forgot what it was. So the best thing is don't put it in the water because you put your problems in the water and it just keeps shifting off, shifting off. But if you put your problems in the sand when the, blow, when the wind blows, it blows away. Where's the problem? It's gone. Okay? So that's where I look at it. That's how I go through it instead of holding on to it because it takes a lot of energy to stay mad. You got to think about it. You got to work on it. And think about the reason why you're mad. Sometimes you forget. <laughs> you know, you forget. You know? So it's, 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 a, it's a blessing. And I thank God for what I'm going through and how I went through because it made me stronger. And each time I can talk to somebody else when they have a problem, and just talking to somebody sometimes, it makes a difference. You may not be able to change, mm -hmm. you may not be able to change the attitude or mm -hmm. the situation, mm -hmm. but just to hear someone talk and tell you they care about you, they show you their concern, mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And like older people, I call them up just to say hello, because lots of times your own family's not calling you. Mm -hmm. Just to say hello, how are you doing? It makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And when somebody I have on my mind, I'm thinking about them, I make sure I call them. Because one time I didn't, and that person died. And it made me realize that to call, because you never know, that might be the last time you speak to that person. So that's what I do with that, too. Well, you said a lot. Um, and I thank you for the minute or the, or the two of your time. Um, is there any lasting thing that you want to leave for, for about Brooklyn or about your work or uh, about um, 
anything exercising here, oh, the, the women well, that you work with? What I want to say with that is um, all of us, we need to take time for each other mm -hmm. and not for selfish purpose. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody's dying, you want to go get their goodies and stuff like that. Just take time to even give a kind word to someone. And stop dwelling on all the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. Stop putting down people. Try to give a little love to one another. Yeah. Share, share a story, yeah. something to make them laugh. Walk away with peace in your mind, not with anger, not with hurt. You know, change it around. Everything turns around in the morning, but you don't know what morning it is. Okay, you may go into a storm for months and years, but it's going to turn around soon. But it's going to turn around on a time for you to make it the right time. So just reach out for each other. Help each other whenever way you can. Don't turn your back and don't judge nobody. That's the worst thing to do because you don't know what they're going through. So don't ever judge. You know, if you don't want to be bothered, just walk away. But don't talk about them to put them down. You know, just lift them up in a way that you can or walk away from it. And that's the worst thing to do is to judge because you don't know what they're going through and stuff you're going through. Mm -hmm. So we just have to learn to reach out to each other a little bit more better and stop saying what you can do, what you can't do, and do this and do that. Stop pointing fingers. Get up and do something yourself. Even if it's volunteer, do it. Great. Thank you, Miss Cassie.